Welcome back on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Angel DiCarlo, Kevin Downey, Ilya Glasman with you here. Time for our feature interview. And it's with Digger Phelps, the Notre Dame men's basketball coach from 1971 to 1991. Led the Irish to its only ever Final Four appearance in men's basketball in 1978. Defeated seven number one ranked teams, including, of course, ending the 88-game win streak of UCLA in 1974. But... We've heard those stories so much over the years. So when I spoke to Digger this week, I wanted to pick his brain on other topics. He's been in Notre Dame now 50 years. Uh, not many still alive today knew Father Ted Hesburgh so well and as well as Digger Phelps. So we discuss a lot about Father Ted and Digger shares some of his favorite spots on campus. Here's my conversation with the one of the kind, Digger Phelps. Well, haven't gotten to talk to you in a while, but not that long ago you turned 80. Uh, how, <laughs> tell us how you're, how you're feeling these days, how you're doing and how you've been, uh, keeping yourself busy. Well, age is a number and 80 is just one of those numbers, but obviously you reach that point, you move forward and try to get through the next decade, so to speak, but I'm healthy. Everything's fine. And, uh, I just stay busy enough and retired enough to have that balance to survive in a game of life. You know, not many people. Uh, have had such a close relationship with Father Ted Hesburgh as as you were able to have. So, and, and in many ways, you've become a historian of 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 his life. Uh, when you arrived in Notre Dame, he had long been established as Father Ted already. But um, I feel like you you know him so well and his history. Why? Why? I'll give you a very broad question. Uh, you know, why do you feel he was the right man at the right time for Notre Dame? Um, when they made him university president in 1952. When Father Soren came over from France at the age of 28 in 1842, he made Notre Dame become visible, and Father Hesburgh picked up the ball from him, in my opinion. It made what Notre Dame is today in many different ways. Academically, being co-ed, you know, you got a 1,000 men, a 1,000 women in each class of 2,000 a year. But more importantly, when he wrote the Civil Rights Act for President Eisenhower with three men from the South and three men from the North with him, his influence from that Civil Rights Act um, just touched so many people around the world. Uh, I became a disciple of Hesburgh because of what he believed in the spirituality of Notre Dame. And he was six years old in Syracuse, New York, when he decided to become a priest, came here at the age of 16, and obviously when he died here a few years back, he left an impact on many. But more importantly, I think, was how he just had his own visual way of presenting spirituality to anybody in any place, any time. And yet, uh, when he passed, that funeral, when it left the church, was incredible. From the basilica to the priest cemetery on the way to St. Mary's, wall-to-wall people on both sides, especially women, because he's the guy that believed if the lady on the dome Blessed Mother Mary, she's a woman. It's about time this place becomes a woman, and he made that happen. But I think he just had ways of doing things spiritually, and he was a game priest. He went 7-0 and on the bench and beat three number one teams with San Francisco and, and Marquette and DePaul in double overtime. What's ironic about that one? I'm walking off the court with him after a game. I said a lot of prayers for this. And yeah, Digger, I was running out of Hail Mary. But he was that kind of priest that left an impact on me which led to me and knowing and understanding people. So why do you hang around? I say the spirituality of Notre Dame. 
when you were seeing him from afar at first, right, you got to get to know him personally so well once you became head coach and then even after both of you retired. But when you were watching him from afar, how influential of a figure was he, you know, that were you almost intimidated when you when you first met him? No, more of respect for who he was and what he was, especially in 1957 when he and those men wrote the Civil Rights Act for President Eisenhower. I felt that, and and seeing Father Hesburgh and who he was and how he was as a person, he was the people's priest. As Mother Teresa was as a nun, he was this as a priest. Uh, Pope Paul VI's buddy, Monsignor Mondavi from Milano, they used to hang out at Alfredo's restaurant, which was four blocks from the Vatican when they'd go over there for meetings, and he wanted to make him a cardinal. And Father Ted said, no, I'm a priest. And after even Pope Paul VI gave him the ring, he kept the ring. But as he said to the Pope's secretary, I'm a priest and I'm going to die as a priest. And I think the fact is that that's respect that he had for priesthood, especially being a CSC here at Notre Dame. And in the follows the footsteps of Father Soren and his vision of what Notre Dame became, Hesburgh did so many different things around outside of university and getting to know people and understand people. He had this way of saying things at a luncheon. And this woman came up to him after and says, Father, how do I get involved to make a difference in people's lives? And he said, ABC. And after on the way back home, uh, his driver, Marty, and Father Ted said, who's that lady? And he said uh, to Father Ted, that's Joan Crock. Well, he's never been to McDonald's in his life. Well, the next thing you know, he invites her for a football weekend. She comes, he drives around campus, says to her, in this building we do Europe, and then driving more in a golf cart. This building, we do South America. And finally, she says, you don't have one building? She says, no. He said, no, we just do it all around the different parts of the campus. She sends a, tech, a check for $10 million when she got back from that game. Well, and then she come up for the groundbreaking ceremony here at Notre Dame a year later. And all the shovels and everything else, they break ground. Well, a year later, he goes into the development office and says, what's the interest on $10 million? 10% good. Send a check for $1 million to Joan Crock because we don't have one brick in the ground yet. Whoops. So that changed quick. Next thing you know, uh, he's up fishing at Land of Lakes where the priests hang out. And she calls him on his birthday, which is May 25th. And he says, uh, thanks for calling, Joan. Yes, it's my birthday and I'm fishing. She says, did you get my birthday card yet? He says, no, I'll get it back to campus. I'll be back this weekend. He gets back to campus as a birthday card and a check for another $25 million. Next thing you know, when she passed a few years back, $50 million to Notre Dame. But that's how he was with people, and he could influence people to believe in this place even if they never had any contact with Notre Dame. And to have the national impact and international impact that this place has, Father Hesburgh, beyond his 35 years as president, made that tradition go on and make this place what it is today. The great Digger Phelps joining us here on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Uh, how, how about them for you once you, you came to Notre Dame? What kind of obvious role model did he become for you, and what did you learn from fa- from Father Ted, That the ways he taught you? Uh, you wrote a book <laughs> a few years back uh, uh, about Father Ted and how you called it He Coached Me. Um, tell us some of those ways of, of how he coached you up in life. Well, what was the influence of Father Hesburgh? He being a priest— um, he would get us ready mentally, physically, and spiritually for a game. And I was hired by Father Joyce and Father Hesburgh. They told me three things. Graduate your players. Don't break any NCAA rules. And then 
make sure that we're competitive. I said, what's competitive? Well, I win 18 games a year. Well, my first year we go 6-20. and 20. My big brother, Bob Knight, beats us by 65 down in Bloomington, 94-29. But knowing that he was that kind of priest, and he set by example. And beyond the Civil Rights Act, what he did here at the university with people and putting people in different positions to make this place what it is today, to expand the academic side of what this place is. Our school of business and our graduate school of business is as good as any school in the country. In a way, we get people ready for pre-med to become doctors or any type of medical personnel, men and women. That was another capacity. He just had this way of influencing whoever he hired. You Here's the ball. You play the game. But make sure you're getting these people ready for the game of life. And that was the most important thing that he taught me was, yeah, they play basketball, Digger. But from Notre Dame and that Notre Dame network, make sure you're getting them ready for the game of life and the life after basketball. And when you look out today and we see some of my graduates, 56 played, all 56 graduate. I never let them down. And their life after basketball, well, we could get Jameer Jackson as an example from Peoria, Illinois. He's the CFO of Hertz today. Packs and ran the Bulls for 17 years after he played. Uh, Stan Wilcox is down in Indianapolis. And he was on a, a freshman in 78, and he's now like number three in the NCAA. A kid like Mike Mitchell from San Bruno, California. Uh, he came in his freshman year, he played. A sophomore year, he tore his knee up. His junior year, his same knee, other side got torn up. Didn't play for two years. The senior year, I make him captain. But more importantly, the other thing Hesper got me involved with is leadership. Give me somebody that's creative, somebody that has that knows how to be a risk taker, somebody that has the right street smarts, and then somebody that knows how to be a survivor. That's leadership, nothing to do with grades. Mitch graduated with a 2.5 in business, had the leadership qualities, and obviously was a survivor. And the fact is this, he's the only guy in 20 years I gave a game ball to because he won and went through when we beat San Francisco here the second time we played and when they're in the top 10, and he was captain of that team. And he had 15 points in that game. He's the only guy who gave game ball into 20 years. Mitch goes on to become president of Nestle's USA Beverage. And that's what Hesburgh did with me to put me in a position to know what to do with these athletes and how to get them into a game of life after their sport, like basketball. How about for your your own faith journey? How did he help you in, in, in that regard? Well, he always believed that the hidden crucifix in the woods. And people, a lot of people don't know where that is. But if you go up... Uh, past Columbo Hall on St. Mary's Road and St. Mary's Lake. And before you make that turn to go past the cemetery where all the priests are buried, including Father Hesburgh, you take a right on Seminary Road. You go down the first light pole, and there's a crucifix there. And I say that's the Blessed Mother Mary and Mary Magdalene on her left and Jesus on the cross. That's the sacred turf on this campus. And Father Hesburgh believed that. You can talk about Medjugorje and Yugoslavia or Fatima or Lourdes. No, she's here in spirituality at that position. And that's where I was when I found out I had prostate cancer. I was praying that morning, and my doctor calls and says, yes, you've got prostate cancer. Well, I look at Mary, Mary Magdalene, Jesus. I said, three of you know, didn't you? Now you're telling me get rid of it. Get Take care of it. Well, I ended up going out to Seattle to University of Washington where they have the uh, cancer uh, place to get it done. I had the surgery done and took care of that for the game of life, so to speak, for me to survive. But I think more importantly, when I look at Hesburgh and how he was and how he believed, I remember when he was his last week over at Holy Cross Hall. And it was just to watch him knowing that it was coming and to see it happen. And uh, when he passed, it just really hit me hard because I was a disciple of Hesburgh. He taught me a lot of different things and how to survive in the game of life, but more importantly, how to get other people to, to get their lives in order and put them in a positive direction. 
And I'll never forget the wake at the Basilica when they brought us casket in the casket zone. I sat up in that first row about 3 o'clock that afternoon, and I just cried for 10 minutes because of what he was, who he was, and the impact he made in my life. Where do you feel you are now in your faith? Well, my faith every day. I'm over in the campus. Every morning I go over and say my morning prayers. And I'm at the Fatima house. I go by the hidden crucifix in the woods. And I go down by Moreau uh, Seminary. And uh, I say my prayers, especially hidden crucifix in the woods, uh, to Mary, Mary Magdalene, pray for me. St. Jude, Sacred Heart, Holy Spirit, pray for me. The power of prayer is the will of win. That's, in essence, what I get accomplished and praying for those in need, praying for those who are sick, praying for those who are deceased. And I, I do that every day over on campus. And that's part of the spirituality that Hesburgh left me with uh, t- to make a difference. And, you know, if that takes 15, 20 minutes to do, well, there's 24 hours in a day. Just go do it and don't make up excuses to why you can't pray. One basketball-related question for you to let you go. Uh, Muffin McGraw going into the ring of honor, no-brainer? No-brainer. She's special. Uh, I'm never afraid she came here. I think it was in 85. And what she did to build that program and make it what it is today uh, and to win three national championships and, what, nine Final Fours, she was an excellent recruiter, but more importantly, a game coach and can make things happen. And the rivalry with her and UConn, with Gino, was no different with my rivalry with the famous John Wooden at UCLA. He took up the challenge, and uh, she built this program to where she's knocking off UConn and winning national championships. She deserves to be in the ring of honor. Should have been sooner. But more importantly, uh, as she's left the game, as I have left the game, yeah, there's life after basketball. She's starting to do a little TV work now, and I did that for 20 years until I got tired of traveling. But now I just travel when I want to travel. Linda and I have our opportunities to do certain things when we want to do them. But I think more importantly, it's, how I can just look back. The campus is right here. I still go to games to see what's going on, trying to get Mike Bray getting this thing going again. But I feel more importantly that Notre Dame has been a part of my life, but it's been the spirituality of Notre Dame that keeps me here, and I'll die here because this is what this place is. Tigger, thank you very much. My pleasure. He he knew it was the last question. He's like, let me bring this back full circle for you. (laughs) He was great. Uh, Digger Phelps, legendary. Can't believe he's 80 years old. Uh, He lived here 50 years. Yeah, that's the part that's pretty remarkable, right? He came here as... As uh, you know, 29, 30 years old when he got hired, and he's been here 50 years now. So, uh, uh, and uh, as he said, he he's lived he's gonna, here and he's, he's going to die, die here. here. <laughs> so, uh, great to have Digger on with us uh, here uh, this morning. Okay, up next, it is our game day sprint to kick off as we preview Notre Dame versus Navy. Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays is back right after this. Hi, this is Angel DiCarlo. By now, I'm sure you've heard the commercials about Elevate 150 from Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. My wife and I took part in the free financial checkup and got Redeemer Radio $150, so pretty awesome there. But we also got a lot more. Notre Dame FCU helped us out with a bunch of items that we have been pushing off for a while. Now we're in a much better position financially thanks to Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. Now it's your chance for better financial health. Sign up for a free checkup at NotreDameFCU.com Elevate. 